Good morning. Good morning, Real Life Church. Please grab a seat. If you are a young person in the room, and I don't mean you're young at heart, because I know so many of you in real life are young at heart. I mean, if you're actually in year seven, all the way up to, I don't know, year 11, we've got some worksheets for you, pencils and snacks um, to help you listen or at least engage your mouth in chomping on some chews while I speak. So they're down the front here. If you're a guest here and you're in year 7 to 11, there are sheets down the front here and pencils. And if you're young at heart and you really struggle to listen, um, maybe you might want a sheet and a pencil and a, and a snack. We've met already. My name's Melanie. I'm married to Stuart and we lead this lovely church. We moved here about 13 years ago to start Real Life Church. And it's been our absolute privilege and pleasure to be involved in the stories that we heard this morning. Didn't they do well telling their stories? It is the bigger we get as a local church, the more nerve-wracking it is to get up here because you start to look out. When we began, there were 12 of us. So, you know, when you got baptised in the early days, it was in someone's garden with a hot tub, and you just got to look out at a sea of maybe 20 faces. I would suggest if you are yet to get baptised, I'd hurry up and do it, because we're only getting bigger, and the crowds will only get more. So, this morning, I want to um, talk to you about living ready, and the way that I talk is that I'll share a load of stuff, and some of it you'll think, oh, that's that's completely relevant to me. I love that. I'm going to take that away and I'm going to do something with it. So you might not end up with copious notes, but you might end up with one or two things that you think, no, that was really helpful. I'm going to do something with that. I'm going to let you into a little secret. I um, live ready. I carry a bag with me. This is my bag. It's very small, but do not be deceived. Inside of this bag, I um, have so much stuff. And I'm going to do what a woman never normally does. I'm going to let you see what's in my bag. And I'm going to say that I haven't even vetted it because this morning was slightly chaotic in our house. And so I haven't had a chance to vet it. So in this front pocket of my bag, I carry a bunch of pens. I don't just carry a black pen. I carry a pen in every colour of the rainbow. So if we're ever out and about and someone wants to do some colouring, I am ready. I carry... Now, I don't even know if I'm allowed to carry this. So if this is on the World Wide Web and I end up getting arrested, you'll know why. I carry a little fruit knife. It's a folding fruit knife. I carry this for two reasons. Um, one, my grandma always carried a little fruit knife. So whenever I have a bag, I have a little fruit knife in it, and it just reminds me of her. Number two, I don't like to bite into an apple ever. I like my apples cut. I don't like to bite into them. So my kids also don't like to bite into apples because I realise I never let them just have an apple I chopped it up because I don't like to bite into them. So I've got my little fruit knife. I always carry around post-it notes because he doesn't need... These are heart-shaped ones, but he doesn't need post-it notes. So that's simply in my front pocket. Wait till you get to the big pocket. Here we go. So in here, 
is a pack of cards just in case you're out and about with kids and you end up in a coffee shop and you want to finish your drink. These are very useful, a pack of cards. Food, I always carry around food. I happen to have today just some red Lindell balls, you know, just because I always carry around food. You don't want to be caught out anywhere, do you? Spare socks, because um, I, was get, I was doing the baptism, couldn't decide whether I'd wear sliders or converse, thought I'd chuck my socks in my bag, so spare socks. Uh, what else have we got in here? Little fold-away bag. These are really handy for going shopping, but also if you're on a picnic and the ground's wet and you forgot your picnic rug, I've got three of these in my bag and they just come out and people sit on them. A moon ball, because if you've got small boys, they're like dogs. If you take a ball with you, you can chuck it around and make a game anywhere you go. If you have small children, thoroughly recommend, mine aren't even that small now, carry a ball wherever you go. Right, how are we doing? We're not even like scraping the surface. A little note from someone, because I like to be reminded how loved I am. A purse full of who knows what. Oh, a notebook. I've actually got three in here. Um, a notebook, because you can tear pages out, make paper airplanes, write lists. You can do all kinds of things with a notebook. You're a floppy frisbee, because again, small boys are like puppies, so... There you go. And then we can play for hours and hours, floppy frisbee. You cannot believe this is all coming out of my bag. This is my little gold makeup bag. I don't have any makeup in it because I don't really wear makeup. But in it is insect repellent, wipes. I've got tweezers in here. I've got safety pins. I basically live ready for almost anything. We're not even near the bottom yet. Another bag. Right, okay. Uh, a sharpener, a pencil sharpener, because there's pencils over there. So, young people, if any of your pencils go blunt, come and help yourself to a uh, pencil sharpener. That's in my bag. Tissues. These, these are just brilliant tissues, aren't they? You can use them for all manner of things, but they are extremely helpful. Another moon ball, because I have two boys, so, you know. Mints, because... If you're praying with people, talking to people, you want to be minty fresh. I'm getting towards the bottom. Pass pigs. Great game. So if you're out and about, two little pigs that you roll and throw. I'm like the queen of pass pigs. I love it. So that comes out wherever we go in a coffee shop. That will buy me 20 more minutes in a Starbucks or a Costa with my kids. Car keys. Uh, a boomerang. That, that I, I mean, just because it's quite handy, it's a good size. And again, when you're out and about with small boys, throw it. Uh, we're getting towards the bottom. Pack of playing cards. Always got something to do. Ah, a spoon. Don't know why. So a spoon, I don't know why there's a spoon in there, but let's just put that there. Lollipop, in case you, case you, you know, needs... I, I won't have that now, but just in case. One more notebook... Three more packets of tissues, and that is it. So I basically, yep, you are welcome. <laughs> I basically live ready for almost anything. That bag comes with me everywhere I go. I am ready for practically anything. If I had spare pants and a toothbrush in there, I'd be ready for an overnight stay. So I, I might go home and put that in it. I am basically ready for anything and I live ready. And that's what I want to talk to us about this morning. I didn't just want to empty my bag and then say amen and you go home. 
I want to talk to us about living ready. And I want to say to you that if you were baptized this morning, I want to give you some things to help you live ready. And if you've been baptized previously, so you're a believer in this room and you've been baptized, I want to give you some stuff. And if you've never been baptized and you don't know Jesus, I'm going to share some things for you so that you can live ready. I'm going to suggest some things that you should have in your being and carry around with you all the time. You'll be pleased to know that I'm going to open my Bible now. So that is not in my bag because my Bible's on my phone. Normally my phone would be in there as well. So if you've got a Bible with you, and if you would like to turn to it or get it up on your phone, I'm going to John 1, 29 to 34. John 1, if you don't own a Bible and you think to yourself, wow, what she read sounded brilliant, come and talk to me afterwards and we will sort you out with a Bible. We'll make sure that you've got one you can read. So John 1, 29 to 34, I'm reading it in the New Living Translation because it's my favorite one. So it says this, the next day John, so John the Baptist or John the Baptizer, saw Jesus coming towards him and said, look, The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He is the one I was talking about when I said, A man is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. I didn't recognize him as the Messiah, but I've been baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he said, the one whom you see the Spirit descend and rest on is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I saw this happen to Jesus. So John the baptizer baptized Jesus and he saw the Holy Spirit come upon Jesus. So I, John, can testify that he is the chosen one of God. So in the story, you've got John the Baptist who is baptizing people and he's baptizing them for the forgiveness of sins and he's getting them ready You see, John lived ready. John was getting them ready to meet Jesus. He was making sure they understood that they needed someone to forgive them of their sins and they needed someone to soak them in the Holy Spirit. He was getting them ready. We live ready when we, like John, recognize Jesus. So that's the first thing I want to say to you here this morning is whether you are just baptized today, been a believer for 59 days, or since you were little, whether you have been baptized years ago and you've been following Jesus for years, no matter where you're at and you're with God, even if you don't know him yet and you've never seen him and you don't have a personal relationship with him, the way that you live ready in this lifetime and in the one to come is by recognizing Jesus. John the Baptist said this, look, there he is, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He recognized him as the Savior. And that's the first thing we need to do to live ready. 
If you got baptized here today, it's because basically you have made that first step in saying, I recognize him. I recognize him as the savior, the one who died in my place for all my sin. I recognize him as my king, my friend, the one who came to rescue me. I recognize him. But let me say to you, if you have been following Jesus for years, this is also how you live ready. By recognizing Jesus wherever you go. By recognizing him in your daily walk. By opening your eyes and saying, there he is. What's he doing? How can I get involved? By recognizing that he saved you, that you belong to him. By acknowledging that. I do that every day. Every day I wake up with a few things that go through my mind. Number one is, how is it morning already? Like, is it me or does, you know, the night time, seven hours or whatever I get, go really quickly? So I wake up, feel like that. And then I remember that I'm loved by him. And I'll always pause in the morning before I get into the chaos of whatever the morning looks like and just meditate on that for a moment and just recognize Jesus at the start of my day. And just re- I do that throughout my day, to be honest. I pause. If I see something beautiful in creation, if I notice something lovely that God has put in someone, if I receive any kind of blessing, I just pause for a moment. And I've trained myself over the years to live ready like that, to just stop and go, oh, Jesus. This morning in the baptisms, as they were going down and coming back up, and, and water was just splashing off them, and there was laughter. And I, I just paused for a moment, remembered my own baptism, paused for a moment and thought, look at the beautiful work you do in people's lives. Look at how precious you are. Look at how you save. And I, and I just breathe it in. I just recognize and remember it. I thoroughly recommend doing that. If you're sitting in this room and you think, I don't actually know Jesus. I've never had a moment where I've seen him and I've thought, there he is, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Can I suggest that you have to do the same? In our busy, chaotic lives, if you don't sometimes press pause, if you don't take a moment, if you don't catch your breath, you'll just never have time to look at him, to wonder whether he's real, whether he means something to you, whether he's got something to say to you. We run this great course called the Alpha Course, which, you know, the guys up here um, shared it as part of their stories It's a great moment to pause and ask some questions and see whether or not he's real, whether or not he exists. And if he does, what's he got to do with me? We run it over seven weeks and we eat together and we wrestle through questions. We get asked some of the most brilliant questions. We'll write a book one day full of questions that people have asked. We get asked brilliant stuff. We wrestle with things. I personally love having a good wrestle with stuff. Working out, well, what's it got to do with me? So, So what if the Bible does say that? What difference does that make to my life? It's a great chance to pause and wrestle. Coming to church 
is a brilliant chance to pause in your week. God is so clever that he put in place things for us so that we would stop in the chaos of our lives and look up and recognize Jesus. And the kind of lives we live, we've got to train ourselves to do that. Because I don't know about you, but I can't work out where my last week went. It just whizzes by. One of our boys is about to finish year six. I'm like, how is that possible? Like, he used to be three. And like, really cute. And eat cake. And where, where's that boy gone? He's now going into secondary school. It whizzes past, and if we don't carve out time and pause, we just won't recognize him. He'll be all over the place, but we're just not standing still long enough. Church is a great opportunity to just come here, stand still for a moment, and you know that it's a wrestle because so many things happen on a Sunday now that vie with the attention of God and the moment to pause and go, is he real? Can I see him? Can I point him out? Do I have current fresh stories to tell people? I thoroughly recommend the way that you live ready is to pause and recognize Jesus. If it's for the first time, amazing. We'd love to help you with that. If it's for the 50th time, the millionth time, just pause. Recognize him. Look at what he's doing. Look at what he's like. Examine your own story. Tell your story. Point out to people, say, look, there he is, the one who takes away the sins of the world. So we live ready when we recognize Jesus. We live ready when we are baptized in water. And not as a one-off. So hear me when I say this. I'm not suggesting you get up and get baptized every day. I'm not saying you need to keep on repeating that action, that activity. What I am suggesting is what happened to you today is something that needs to repeat itself in your life over and over again. You were baptized in water today as a sign that you have been forgiven, that your old self has gone down into the grave and you have come back and been raised to life. That didn't happen today. That was a symbol, a sign, a picture of something that God had done in your heart a long time ago or for Tom, 59 days ago. It's something that God had already done that you then showed people. You then went public on. You said a long time ago, or 59 days ago, God forgave me of all my sin and put me right with God. And now I stand free, forgiven, safe, secure. Now I stand here. And we get baptized to show people that. Just to say, that which has gone on inside of me, I'm now going to publicly display. It's why you get married, because you love each other, you've chosen each other, and you go public on it. You tell everyone, you show everyone what has happened. It doesn't, on the day, you don't suddenly go, oh, yeah, yeah, I might love you. Yeah, that'd be all right. Yeah, let's try that out. What you do is you say, I love you, and I'm going public with this. A baptism is so similar to that. You go public with something that has happened inside of you. I want to suggest one of the ways we live ready is daily we remember how forgiven we are. 
The people of God should be the most free people on planet earth because we have been forgiven of all our sins and we are right with God. We stand in the most blessed place. You are not blessed by the car you drive, the house you live in, the clothes you wear. That's not hashtag blessed. You are blessed because you stand before a holy God right. You stand clean You stand forgiven. You stand free. Imagine a community of people that understood that, grasped that, and went out every day dripping that everywhere. Imagine a people who could forgive freely because they have been forgiven. Imagine how transformative that would be in your community, in your families, in your lives. Imagine walking around understanding that the God of heaven and earth allowed Jesus to die in your place so that you can freely walk in forgiven. That when he looks at you, he sees the righteousness of Jesus and all of his purity and all of his beauty and all of his splendor. He sees you clothed in it. When you empty out your bag and you say, this is what I've got, he sees Jesus and says, oh yeah, you come. Imagine passing that on to the people around you. So if you got baptized today, it was a sign that you are free and you are forgiven, that you have died to your old way of living and you are now raised to new life. I would like you to get baptized every day. I'd like you to hold that and think every day I'm going to walk around as one who has died to my old way of life and I have been raised to new life. If you're a believer in this room, I'd love you to do that as well. Consider it in the mornings when you take a shower or at nighttime when you have a bath. Consider I have been washed clean. I stand before a holy God, righteous, pure, forgiven, free. I am the most blessed person on planet earth because I am right with God. I'd like you to consider it if you are not. You think to yourself, well, I don't know that. I don't think when I stand before God, he's going to look at me and think, you're clean, you're pure. I'd like you to consider it. Think, well, what, what should I do then? What should I do to clean myself up? How do I sort that out? And, and I'd love to help you with that. We specialize here in helping dirty people get clean. It's great. I've had loads of practice at home because I have wild boys. They get very dirty. And dirt doesn't really bother us. We will happily help you work out what it means to stand before a holy God, what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. But if you have a relationship with Jesus, consider it daily. Consider packing it in your bag every day. Consider splashing that around to the people around you. One of the most beautiful things you can do with your relationship with Jesus is pass it on. Is have it and go, oh, can you see this? Can I extend forgiveness to you? Can I extend love and kindness? Because I've been so forgiven, can I pass a bit on? Can I offer it up to you? It's one of the most beautiful things you can do. Stingy, mean Christians are a bad representation of what God has done in your life. 
He is not stingy. He is not mean. He is so generous and so kind. Therefore, the people of God need to grasp that, carry that around, and pass it on. We are to be known as those who spill everywhere the forgiveness that we have been freely given. I remember in my early days of being saved, being blown away by how much God has forgiven me. I thought, actually, the thought of not passing that on felt, felt awful to me. So how could I say, yes, please, and then not pass it on? How could I accept all of that forgiveness and not pass it on? And then lastly, we live ready when we are baptized or soaked in the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist said, I know that I'll know who the Messiah is, the chosen one, when the Holy Spirit comes on him and rests on him. I'll see it and I'll know that he is the chosen one. When he baptized Jesus, it says in the story that the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. When your kids come out of kids' work this morning, they're going to have made paper doves. Their doves probably won't look like doves, but you could do us a great favor by saying, oh, that is a beautiful dove. All right? So that is a beautiful dove. They're making rocking paper doves. They look brilliant. My mock-ups look brilliant. I, I don't know what they're... Yours are going to come out with a million googly eyes on, scribbled all over, probably some weird um, hat on it. I don't know. But they are paper doves. They're to symbolize the Holy Spirit that came down on Jesus. And it came down on Jesus because the Holy Spirit quite honestly, loves Jesus. (laughs) When he turns up in the Bible, the Holy Spirit is moving around everywhere. He is part of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he's God. And he loves to be wherever Jesus is. So he's the Spirit of God that loves to rest wherever Jesus is, wherever Jesus' name is lifted up, wherever people recognize Jesus, the Holy Spirit loves to dwell. We should be a people that live ready, full of the Holy Spirit, walking around exactly like Jesus did with the Holy Spirit in us and on us. I realize that makes us sound a little bit weird when we're talking about spirit beings, but I I know God to be Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I know him to be hovering around. I know him to be moving. I know him to move me. I know what it's like to be full of him, to be soaked in him. We live ready when we're soaked in the Holy Spirit just like Jesus was. And I like to think if Jesus, who was fully God and fully man, seemed to have a need for the Holy Spirit, then who am I to argue with that? I surely need him more. And so I will make sure that I go out dressed in the morning. I will make sure that my clothes are clean-ish. And I will make sure I've brushed my teeth every day, twice a day. I will also make sure that I grab a banana or something to eat, because, you know, it's good. And I will also make sure that I'm full of the Holy Spirit. I don't want to go out in my world full of me. I live in a world where people are full of themselves, Just, I mean, spend five minutes on social media. You will find a narcissistic generation that are full of themselves. I include myself in that. Literally scroll through it. What you will find is we are full of ourselves. The Bible's so clear. We're supposed to live full of God. We're supposed to live soaked in God. And we're supposed to 
flood that everywhere we go. We're supposed to spill that wherever we go. I would say to you, if you've been baptised this morning in water, remember it. Remember that feeling of being totally soaked. What it felt like on your clothes that you were dripping. When you got out of the pool where you were dripping everywhere, weren't you? Even now, you're probably still damp. Got to be honest, there's a couple of articles in my clothing. I won't go into details. They were a little damp. You'll feel it when you've been soaked in the Holy Spirit. You'll walk around with it, it'll be dripping. Can I suggest to you that if you know Jesus, but you're unclear as to whether you're filled with the Spirit, talk to your life group leaders, talk to your overseers, and get some help. Can I suggest that if you're sitting in the room thinking, what is this Holy Spirit? There's a week on Alpha, funnily enough, that is entitled, Who is the Holy Spirit and what does he do? brilliant week. Come along and do an Alpha course with us in September. Unashamedly plug in that today. We're giving you pizza, so it's a fair swap, isn't it? I get to talk about Alpha, you get to eat my pizza. Is that all right? Yeah. So I want to suggest come along to church, ask questions. This is a place where we can be prayed for and filled with the Holy Spirit. So this is it. Band, if you would like to come up, we've probably got time for one song. The way we live ready, real life church, is we recognize Jesus wherever we go. If you do not know him, press pause and make time to ask some questions. You have nothing to lose. We will feed you and we are great people to get to know. So you will have, worst case, seven weeks spent with us eating good food, getting to know decent people and having a good debate. Press pause and take a moment to consider, is he real? If you already know him and love him, do that in your daily walk. Press pause and take a moment to recognise who he is, where he is, what he's doing. Get baptised in water and then live like it. That's how we live ready absolutely soaked in the forgiveness that is offered by Jesus. It is beautifully freeing to be forgiven. People sometimes say to me, what is it about you? Like, how is it that you are happy? How is it that there's a lightness in you? I know exactly what it is. I have been forgiven much. When I came to know Jesus, I came about as dirty as you can get Having him wash me clean and stand me back up again is the thing that puts a smile on my face every day, no matter what. I cannot believe it sometimes that he would save me. I find it to be like it knocks my socks off every day. Consider living baptized in water every day and then be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's stand We're going to recognize Jesus and then we're going to leave this place and eat a lot of pizza and then we're going to go home and consider him. Amen. I don't know what to do with my bag though, so I've got to be honest, it's staying there. Yes? Sorry.